good evening happy happy friday everyone thank you so much for tuning in thank you for listening the sound of my voice my name is rachel and this is word today wow i have been away from this place for the last almost two months wow i just check last time i recorded was in uh, may or april 30th i believe uh geez sometimes stuff get on the way but uh well i'm back today so let's just dive in and i believe in the lord you have been um continuing with the uh tradition of meditating on scripture one scripture a day uh you just take one you put in your mouth you put in your heart that's basically it is and then you ponder you 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 meditate on it you think about it you process it just like the way we do with food we put in our mouth we chew on it until it's soft and then we swallow so we do the same thing with the word we take the word of god we put in our eyes it goes into our mind it goes into our heart we deposit there and then throughout the day we think about it we ponder we ask questions what it means we find the meaning we ask the holy spirit to teach us to tell us what is all about uh sometimes we may need to study more than one verse maybe go um just look at the context to get the picture uh maybe a large picture or just to understand one verse uh because not every verse is stand alone uh most of them they need a support system maybe from uh immediate verses or from uh the entire chapter uh whatever it is but the message that you get always let it sit in your heart let it form roots then you'll be able to find uh to to see the fruit it have it will form a blade and then you know produce fruit it become full grown and then it produce fruit uh the word of god is is like a seed actually so it's a seed planted in our hearts our hearts is the ground where it goes down and 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 grow uh in the book of Col- colossians i believe uh 3:16 if i'm i'm not mistaken but it's one of the colossian uh the apostle wrote that let the word of christ dwell in you richly dwell in you jesus's word is looking for a place to call home is looking for a ground to uh to 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 grow and produce fruits it's full of goodness and the only way for it to produce what it has is it has to find a place for it uh to to produce the fruits and that's what god wants he wants that in our lives um so and that's what we do with 
one verse a day. You just take that one verse. You just read it. And don't mix it with, with anything else. Sometimes you have to go through cross-reference. Uh, you have to do commentary. Uh, you study. You are not just reading like you're reading a novel. This is not um, uh, Daniel Steele novel. The Bible is not uh, uh, Daniel Steele novel or some novelist, uh, John King, whatever his name is, King, somebody King. Uh, it's more than that. It's, it's, it's bigger, it's more rich, it's, it's alive, it's living. You're taking a living word inside of you so it can go and live inside of you and produce the fruits that you're looking in your life. It's, it's, it's just amazing. Um, and the purpose of this podcast is just to remind us to do just that, just to go into the word. I know people are busy these days. Um, they don't have time. They have so much going on with themselves, with their families. But if you can just take some time, if it's 10 minutes to, to, to take that one word, that one scripture and study it and then process it, keep it on your eyes throughout the day. That's what it is. You create a mental picture. You see it in your eyes. You hear it in your ears and you, you put it in your heart and you put it in your mind. It's, that's what you think about. And then you ask the Holy Spirit to explain to you. It, it just makes so much difference. Um, so much. And uh, so I'm hoping for those two months that I have been away from the podcast, uh, you guys have been doing that. And thanks for the progress. Uh, Today we're going to look on Philips 4.6. Philippians 4.6. I like this verse. I do like it a lot. Be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. I believe verse 7 says the peace which surpasses, the peace of God which, which surpasses all understanding will rest in your hearts and minds. Um, but the verse was Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So let's, let's break down this verse. The first part we see is it tells us to be anxious for nothing. What does that mean? It means nothing. It means nothing means don't let anything move you. I don't care what it is. I don't care you are fired from your work. I don't care you lost somebody in your family. I don't care you have received a bad report from the doctor. I don't care you looking at your bank account. It have zero balance, maybe negative. I don't care credit card company are calling you, creditors are calling you, um, you, they're about to foreclose your house or they're about to evict you somewhere from your rent. I don't care what you're going through, whatever symptoms in your body, whatever. Oh, you heard some real bad news on the, on, from CNN. This verse t- 
tells you, don't let anything move you. Be anxious for nothing. Nothing means nothing. Now, that is powerful. That is powerful. But it's, 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 it's hard to do it if you have nothing in you. Meaning, the word of God is not in you. How do you do that? How can a person live a, an anxious, free life? You need to understand, it's not you who doing it. It's not you. It's not a money power thing. It's not something you can just wake up and say, oh, today I'm anxious for nothing. You can. You can talk that much. You can talk, keep talking, keep talking until it sink in your head and it sink in your heart because it's a word of God. The word of God say, be anxious for nothing. So you can because it's a word of God. It's a seed. However, you need more than that. You need to have an, a habit of meditating on the word of God. The word of God have to be real to you. It have to be personal. It have to be a necessity. More necessary. Job wrote, I treasured your word more than my necessary food. It have to be something that you you need it even more than oxygen. Imagine going a second without oxygen. That's how it have to be with the word of God. That you cannot live without it. So you take it every single day and that's why we are here to remind you to remind ourselves to refresh each other that we need to practice this good discipline of taking the word of god and putting in ourselves in our heart and then when storms of life comes and they will come they will come that money will not solve it friend will not solve it Parents will not solve it. Your children will not solve it. Beer or, or alcohol or drugs will not solve it. The only thing we'll be able to solve is the word of God. And at that time, when you're waiting for the storm to come and then to go to the word of God, it's probably too late because you have nothing in you. So in order for this verse to work for you, you need the word of God to be in you. And then you will be able to be anxious for nothing. Many people are anxious today. Anxious for many things. Some people, oh, the economy is bad. The economy is good. Oh, this is not good. Oh, this is bad. Oh, I heard this. You keep hearing about things. You keep seeing things that they invade your heart and your mind. And then you become anxious. The Bible tells us, be anxious for nothing. I mean, in real estate business, a real estate, I mean, I'm a realtor in Massachusetts. Uh, and you would be like, what, what are you doing <laughs> talking about God? Well, because God is everywhere. It's God is above everything. My business will, will only thrive the more I know God, the more my business will thrive. Now, don't ask me how. Don't ask me why don't you be busy reading a real estate or doing real estate podcast. Listen, God 
is in charge of my business. He is my boss. I work for him. He's in control. He's the one who keep me. He's the one who bring me client. He's the one who feed me. He is the one who protect me, who guide me, who counsel. There are so many situations that he remove me from having headache out of them. And it it only happened because I made a decision that Father, if I'm going to be in the word, as you say, there's no boundaries. If I'm going to save you in this way, because I can save my father, even if I'm a root, I can, whether you eat or drink, do it to the glory of God. We do. It doesn't matter what you do in life. It's, it's your ministry right there. You have, but you have to connect what you're doing with the word of God. And then you'll be able to see, you'll be able to discern the perfect will of God concerning whatever you do in your life. And that's how I'm able to, to be able to do this podcast. At the same time, what I do for trade is real estate. So I remember one time I had these clients, um, I worked so hard. And, and this is, it's happened several times. People that I work hard most for whatever reason. And I don't want to say this because your words uh, on your mouth, they can uh, acquit you or condemn you. Um, so let me put this way. I work so hard for these people, this couple. Travel, put mileage in my car, save them with my whole heart. You know, I have other things to do in life, but this is also, this, this is what my primary source of income. So I, I work, I, I save them the way I'm supposed to present them. And um, in the end, we made an offer. And then they just, out of blue, they decided they don't want to buy the house anymore. And I needed that money. Like, I, I was desperate. I haven't closed house for a while. And it, it just, you know how it feels when you're really expecting something and over the sudden it just drop out of your hand. It's just slip like that. And she didn't care. She didn't even care about me, about all the work, all the effort. There was no reason whatsoever for her to withdraw from this deal. Oh, I was so... I don't know what word I should put, but it discouraged me greatly. My spirit was kind drained. So I came home. I got... Uh, the, what came in my mind was I just want to eat. <laughs> That's to remove my frustration. I wanted to eat food. So I got home. I started cooking. And over the sudden, I had in my spirit, why don't you praise me? Why don't you give me thanks? I say, God, it doesn't make any sense. You know what's going on right now. And you're asking me to praise you. I mean, how does this work? But I had to take my flesh out of the way and obey what, what I was hearing in my spirit. So I started thanking God. My tears were lowering in my eyes, just praising him and giving him thanks and just glorify his name. I went on my knees. I'm crying. At the same time, I'm praying. Um, it took me like 20 minutes. And I got over myself. That heaviness dropped and just that peace just rested on me. I forgot about that. Like, I let it go. It, it was gone. The heaviness was gone. 
and I started laughing and I'm like, what was all this about? Because I was anxious. I was anxious. I will not have money. I was anxious. I will not be able to pay my bills. I was anxious about things I shouldn't be anxious about. And this verse here, Philippians 4, 6 tells us, be anxious for nothing. I don't care what it is. Even if you have zero in your bank account and tomorrow is a due date to pay your rent or they're going to evict you or to pay your mortgage, you or they're going to foreclose your house. God said, be anxious for nothing. It happened that time is because I was uh, meditating on Psalms, I believe. Uh, yeah, I was on, on Psalms. And, and, and I started this tradition of reading through the Bible for the last three years. So this is my fourth year doing that. I'm, I'm halfway. Um, so you see those fruits and you would say, oh, how does this have to do with real estate? It did. What would happen if I did not spend my time in the word of God? I would be frustrated that day. I would call these people and I know the behavior I used to have before I got saved. That's what I would be doing that day. But I didn't. Calmly, I told those people, okay, that's fine. I told them, you know, I was like completely calm on the phone. And then, oh, the storm came later after I got off the phone. Um, But the Lord, you know, saw me. And right there, he taught me, you know, you don't get frustrated. You praise you give thanks and then you move on and I'll show you other ways. I, I, you know, I was just worrying for stupidity, but I end up closing other houses, making other money more than what I could make. Yes, it would be nice if they didn't fall through. So it means I would have more money, but you know, God knows what I need. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I believe that and everything is fine. So here we are reminded to be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. And I know you are listening to this podcast. Some of you are worrying about stuff in your lives. I'm just telling you, stop worrying. Jesus said in the book of Matthew, I believe, one of the Gospels, it's Matthew, Matthew 6. He said, I believe verse 28, which of you by worrying? would add an hour in their lives. If you look at this, if you look at worries, if you look of, of anxiousness, what does it add in your life? Nothing. Zero. It doesn't add you anything of value in your life. The only thing it comes to steal from your life. So are you going to let it continue stealing? Or are you going to outsmart it and say, you know what? I'm not going to worry because you are not bringing anything in my life. I believe my father, I believe God, I believe the word of God. Run into the word of God and start reading. Even if it doesn't make sense at that time, just read it aloud. Or listen to a podcast, listen to, to a, a sermon or something, or a songs. Don't, don't put sad, sad song that's going to make you cry. Just get a hard word in your heart. It's going to minister to you. So that's the first part. Uh, let's see here. On Isaiah 11, verse 3, and for, I wrote that in my notes. Oh, verse 3. Okay, this is what it say. His delight is talking about Jesus. His delight, his delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Isaiah is talking about Jesus, that Jesus' delight 
in the fear of the Lord, and he will judge by the sight of he will not judge by the sight of his eyes. He will not be moved by what he sees or what he hears. And if you and I have the same spirit that was in Jesus Christ, that's how we ought to live. That's Isaiah 11:3. Um and on Isaiah 32:17 tells us the fruit of of that righteousness will be peace. So you know that that's that your judgment are right that you're not judging by what you see or what you hear because it's going to show by the fruit that you're going to receive and that will be peace peace just like how the peace of god it came into me when i start praising because at that time it's not that my situation changed i still needed money but i had this peace rest in me when i forget what i'm looking at when i forget what i heard when i forget what i see in my bank account but i praise god i thank him all right uh the second thing that we can look on this is um everything be anxious for nothing but in everything so the word everything means everything in everything be a person who go to God about anything and everything. Don't pick and choose that these things you have control over you can do on your own and these things God need to know. No. Every single thing, I don't care what it is. I this is my prayer in fact. Listen, because I found myself several times or many times that I make decisions uh without acknowledging God and and then later on I'm going to be like oh I forgot to ask God I forgot to present to him I forgot to commit this thing to him I'm not saying that they will always fail everything will fail but I'm saying you need his blessing just just acknowledge him because he's already in it but he wants you to know this is the thing God delights in your prayers That's what uh let me see there's a verse that say that um I didn't I didn't note it down but it is written somewhere where it say God delights in the prayers of the righteous he delights in the prayer so he's expecting you to pray he want you to pray he love to hear from you and when you do that you are telling him father you are the god you are the lord you are my lord you are my god and we are in this together i'm not alone you are not far distance we are, you are with me near me he delight that so in everything just present that to him father this is what um i was thinking to do oh father thank you that you have given me this idea to do this thanks that you have blessed it already you know give him thanks give him uh you know present it to him uh if you're asking you know that he already say yes why because he's delighted in you he's already delights in you he love you so take it i mean so believe 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 it something happen here so um in everything 
Everything means everything. Number three is say by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. So you pray about it, everything. Pray about it. Um, uh, make a request, petition, prayer request about it, and give thanks. Thanksgiving is a seal that you believe it's done. You believe you receive. That's what Thanksgiving is for. Um, in the book of John says, and since we know he hears us, when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. That's, that is 1 John 5.15. John 11.22 tells us that even now I know God will give you whatever you ask. Even now, even now I know God will give you whatever you ask. 2 Corinthians 1.20 tells us for all promises of God find their yes in him and we utter a man to his glory to the glory of God so we go to pray to God knowing the answer already so the act of praying the act of requesting making supplication is just to acknowledge him the act of thanksgiving is to to tell God that I believe I already receive it that's what Faith is. Faith, the just shall live by faith, and that's how we ought to live. Uh, Proverbs 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Proverbs 3, 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. You just acknowledge him. That's, that's exactly what it is. Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving is simple to acknowledge him. Uh, Proverbs 16.3, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. Remember that your plans are already established. But the act of committing them to him, it's to acknowledge him. So Philippians 4.6, uh, yeah, be anxious for nothing but in everything. In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Pray, 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 pray. I didn't pray when I started this broadcast. I should have prayed. I should have asked, Father, let my word be right. But he knows my heart. Oh, that's not an excuse. I should